Hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel! I'm Rob, and with me today is... Sandy. Here we are, guys. We're back. Uh, another exciting week of um, bonus barreling. Uh, bar barreling. Uh, we just recorded a... Uh, I played it, but he didn't. Slash pack in the cherry. <laughs> Whatever we decided to call it. Uh, where I played Donkey Kong uh, Country for the first time. And we recorded two episodes, which will eventually come out. And I've seen a lot of barrels. And I don't like minecarts. <laughs> so that's my uh, tease for that eventual YouTube episode that will will be out. <laughs> but I hear, I have it on good authority that the controller might have been the problem. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so our, our, our today's episode topic was going to be part two of uh, self-imposed game challenges. That's going to be bumped back in favor of our new topic, which I'll get to in a minute. Our new topic will actually be the whole episode because it mixes in with news. So that's, that's something to be excited about. Anything cool, game-worthy that's helping you guys in the last week? Like, what we playing? Oh, Mario Maker. Mario Maker, yeah. Game Talk will be coming out of that. And our bonus barrel uh, challenges with each other. Actually, my friend, uh, one of our listeners, Sundary J, said that he, he's super excited to watch our levels. And oh, see yeah. us play our levels and stuff. And see, see how that goes? He, no, he doesn't look big on Mario. And he doesn't, definitely doesn't play any. He only plays PC, PC Master Race. And uh, he said that he says he loves watching Mario Maker levels. He doesn't really want to play it or get one, really. But he loves seeing the levels. Yeah, well, I've I've only had it for a day at this point in time, and I've been having such a fun time just seeing the creativity that the community has already done. There's some creative levels. stuff. There is some really really cool stuff. And Rob has a really really fun level, and so does Seiji. Yeah, we beat Seiji's. I can't beat Rob's just yet, but I'm gonna probably try that. Maybe the big biggest problem spoiler for our game talk episode is lack of checkpoints, but we'll get into yeah, that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, what might be useful once we've had our had a few up, we can put our codes in our description. For yeah, our levels, so, yeah. and then people who listen to us who happen to the game, if they want to try out our levels, they're there. So do you, it's classic Nintendo. Now I love Nintendo almost as much as it, the next guy, almost as much as Seiji, perhaps. Except I share my love with other other companies. Uh, so, I love Nintendo, but that being said, man, classic Nintendo uh, when it comes to trying to follow your friends. So, here's here's the current way to do it. <laughs> you have two options to help people out there. Option one, you get a friend to send you his course code, which is like an eight-digit code, nine, twelve-digit code, a series of numbers <laughs> and, and hyphens 16. and letters. Sixteen? Sixteen? Four, 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 right. Four. Oh, wow. So you get 16 character code. Your wow. friend has to go into, once he's made a level, he goes into his level in his, like, me profile area in the, in the game, clicks a little button to show the ID. Then once you get the ID, you then give that to your friend, who will then go to the course world and search by the ID. Once he searched the ID, he can then click on your picture of your friend who's already in your Wii U list. Once he's done all that, he can click on the picture and follow it. From that point, you can now go to your friends as your favorites in the game to see their levels. And that's... A little convoluted. So the only the slightly closest, slightly slow, quicker way is that you can go to your friend's uh, Me activity in the Miiverse. So log into Miiverse, look for your friend in the recent activity, find the course he's uploaded, write down that 16-character code, go back into the game... And then do the rest of the steps. So, you know. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I love Nintendo, but come on. Like, really, couldn't you just have your friends automatically populate your favorites list so you could follow Especially them? Especially because they're your friends. Yeah, you, know? you already yeah. added them. You trust them. Yeah, you're going to want to follow them, most likely. Of course, I want to see my friends' level. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I want to see. And to have to jump through those hoops. Come on. Come on! Now, what Reggie, you're listening right now. <laughs> Sorry, Lef. I'm just, I'm angry. I That's need Reggie right. to hear me. Reggie, man, look, 
this is sometimes Cobb's right about some things. And I think, you know, he was saying in a very intellectual conversation, you know, I don't think that that Nintendo it communicates as clearly as the Xbox One does. And, I, and I was, that was Cobb, of course. Of course. And I was like, Cobb, I agree with you. You're, you're right. So, you know. Well, one thing that it's making me really want is more types of games like this. And I would love just like Mega Man creator sure. kind of thing, right? Because it's so fun to... Zelda. Yeah, there's, there's so many things I feel like you could do with this. And, you know, it's almost with Mario. It's a good it's a good game and I'm liking a lot. But sometimes I just wish there was more. The best part... Of, well, you haven't unlocked it. No, I, I've only been playing for a little bit. So. The, I don't like these types of games as a rule of thumb. You Not because like I don't like them. I don't like sandboxes yeah. and I don't like builders as much. My exception being Terraria and now this game. Um the East, we're kind of spoiling the episode. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. It's an easy to use game. It's fun. We're, we're going to talk about it in depth uh, and have a video with that one. So just just look forward to that. Yeah. So today's topic slash news is the Tokyo Game Show. Now, I wasn't going to do a topic on this. It's just that there's so much news coming out of it. And we always get hyped for E3. And we talk about E3. We look forward to E3. It's great. But Tokyo Game Show and Gamescom are two that we kind of just, just mentioned in passing. And, and so I thought... I have so much news today to talk about. I knew it was going to take up a chunk of the episode, so why not give a little history on Tokyo Game Show for those who don't know anything about it? You know, I'm sure for the Japanese, the closer it gets to, they're probably more hyped for Tokyo Game Show than they are for E3, or at least just as hype. And I feel like the average person doesn't really uh, talk about TGS as much. So, classic boner barrel, boner, <laughs> classic boner bonus barrel style. Uh, I'm going to give you a little heads up on what it is. Most has come from the ever-reliable and never-wrong Wikipedia. The <laughs> Tokyo Game Show, known as the TGS, in, uh, is a game expo slash convention in good old Chiba, Japan. It's presented by the Computer Entertainment Suppliers Association and Nikkei Business Publications. The main show is about a game about games made in Japan, but international game developers use it to show their games as well. This is very similar to Gamescom, which we also didn't talk much about, as I said. Um, TGS allows the public to attend during the last two days. Some other facts are, it was first held in 1996, way back in, how old were you, 96, Steph? Two? One? Not born? 96? Or yeah. eight? Eight years old. I was, uh... No, nine. It's 12, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember TGS. I don't remember no one. No, everybody <laughs> in school in Canada, we all have the same school in Canada. No, no one was talking about TGS. You were in Mexico back then, Sage. Do you remember anybody talking about TGS in 1996? Nope. That's disappointing. So, from 96 to 2002, the show was held in two, twice a year, in spring and autumn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spring and autumn. Twice the fun. Two Christmases. <laughs> but since 2002, it was switched to once a year. It attracts a huge amount of visitors each year. The general exhibition is the best part, the heart of the show, if you will. It is where games and game products are showcased, led by legends like Namco, Bandai, Capcom, Sony, Squeenix, and others. There's more than just games, though. There's an area for headphones, controllers, furniture, and for gaming and whatnot. There's the Asian... Game furniture. Yeah, you did it. Well, I want one of those cool chairs. Hey, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, have yeah. you seen? I always get tempted to buy one of those yeah. like chairs that like roll on the floor and shit. Uh, there's a, there's, this is, I found this one interesting, and you might too, actually, CJ. Or left. I'm not going to discriminate. You both might find this interesting. <laughs> There's the Asia New Stars, which debuted in 2012, which is for introducing emerging game developers. They have like an area for that, which is really cool, I think. They don't do anything like that at E3 yeah. as far as I know. So it seems a little more intimate. Uh, there's a merchandise area for selling game swag. There's a PC area, which is, of course, for showcasing new computers and laptops. There are showcases for the permanent STD children. Uh, or is it STI now? 
What are you talking about? Sexually transmitted uh, disease. <laughs> what does that have to do with Tokyo Game Show? Oh, it was an area for ki- children. And so I referred to oh, children oh, oh, as STDs. Okay. I thought you meant children. <laughs> I thought you were saying they have like a quarantine <laughs> area for children with STDs. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, I didn't realize that sexual no. diseases was ran- so rampant within the Japanese youth. I was just trying to casually <laughs> introduce the fact that children are STDs of, of form. Well, there's an STD <laughs> area for kids. so it's an area for children i'll just call them kids even though i feel like they need to have the subtitle of std there's an area for the children to play and uh you know play kids games and all that crap something that real adult people like me mature people like myself have no interest in i don't Don't want these kids i don't play kids games. i want to play the halos as Bob would say (laughs) uh there's something called game school which showcases info on japanese university and colleges Offering info about digital art, animation, computer programming, and so forth. They show student artwork too, which is pretty cool. And there's also, this one's for Seiji. I know he's gonna get really excited about this. Uh, there's a cosplay area as well. That's your favorite thing, so. That's the, that's, if we were gonna, if we were all make a BB trip to TGS, I think that Seiji would be in the cosplayers the entire time. Probably cosplaying yourself. Who would you cosplay as, Seiji? I don't know. Well, pick one of your favorites. Who do you, who would you cosplay as? I don't think Pop I would cosplay. Top, Come on, yeah, if you had to. Top of your head. If you had to. Who would you cosplay as? That's a tough question. First thing that comes to your head. Don't think go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the robot from GameStop. Uh, cool, there you go. Cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. How about you, Lef? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably Mega Man. I don't want to be... Mega Man costume would be really fun. <laughs> oh, you're a fat, friendly character. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I gotta pick someone fast. Uh, Wario. <laughs> <laughs> Wario. <laughs> I don't actually know who it is. I always want to cosplay as like a, an MMO character, like something from WoW. I think a generic, I'd be like a knight from Dark Souls. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, like a face, very generic. I, I take it literally, no, I should, I should be Link, like, cause they always want me to be Link, right? So the first thing you're gonna think is a 31 year old man with a beard. <laughs> that's gonna be the Link that's yeah. in the next game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's Tokyo Game Show. That'd be a cool place to go. I think that might be like a 10-year goal for me. In 10 years, 10 years, I'll go to a TGS and not be completely lost. BB Trip, man. We're sure in the Benjamins, the big bling from our 40 years. Oh, another news flash. we got a new YouTube follower at 29 now. No. So what's cool. that? 471 more yeah. to go before we can get our own. At least, at least we might get there. Exactly. Know, we like, could get 10 years. Yeah. It could be our 500th <laughs> subscriber anniversary. And then we'll celebrate we'll that. We'll fly them up with us to TGS. Yeah. <laughs> Our 500th YouTube subscriber yeah, is going like, to come with us. Yeah, we don't even know who he is. Just some like stupid person. Like, oh, what's a boner bear? I'll follow these guys. I know I did not with that. I mean, they'll, they'll show up. Keep slipping. He keeps stuff. thinking. It. I, I, my joke was that he thought it was boner barrel. So he's all confused. <laughs> it's a video game thing. TGS. He thinks it's like some weird sex show, but it's actually the Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> so Nintendo Directs will still continue. <laughs> What? Nintendo Directs are going to continue. That's cool. I figured. Yeah. Well, yeah. we did too. It is some confirmation. Who's uh, so doing it? Who's doing that? I don't know. It says Nintendo has confirmed that we'll continue making direct visit videos. Uh, quote, Nintendo Directs will continue, the publisher told IGN. But we have no details to provide now on who will be featured or the topics that will be covered. So there we go. But that's good. I hear know. that there's a new president. Yes, I have that in my news. Yeah, Tatsumi Kimishima. Damn, he already knows who it is. There you go. Um, do, you, do, you, do you have do the you article on him? Mm, he was head of Nintendo of America for a while, head of the Pokemon company. He's held uh, several positions, executive okay. positions within Nintendo. He's uh, an executive guy. Yes, yes, of course. So he hasn't. He is not from uh, developer background. Like, like, 
I um, have I have the summary of, of what he did. Ki, uh, Kimishima served as the chief financial officer of the Pokemon Company until 2001. After that, he became the first president of Pokemon USA until 2002, uh, which eventually grew and be renamed as the Pokemon Company International. Then he replaced uh, Minoru Arakawa as president for Nintendo of America. So he was already Nintendo of America president for 2002. He was later succeeded by current president, uh, Reggie Fizeme, 2006, so North America uh, president, obviously. And at the time, uh, Kimishima uh, became CEO and chairman of the board of Nintendo of America until he relinquished the position to Iwata in April 2013. He held several positions at Nintendo, including managing director, General Manager of Corporate Analysis and Administrative Division and the Head of Human Resources Division. Yeah. Yeah, oh. before Nintendo, he worked at a bank. So, he's a... He's a, he's, a he's suit. A su- he's, he's a staunch he's a businessman. Suit. He said he's open... This is another news... I, I didn't actually work on the article, but he said he's open to hiring an outsider, uh, like a non... Maybe not a Japanese mm-hmm. person for for the role, for that role, position. What position? I think for president or in general. Well, isn't he the president? Then? Yeah, I don't think it's. T- I don't think it's long term. Oh, it just. It doesn't seem like. You think he might just be. Um, he is elected for one year. Uh, yeah. And then okay. the next year, there's going to be another election. Yeah, so that's how it works. And he okay. said he was open for uh, a non an outsider. That's, that's cool. What they said. That's cool. But yeah, I heard that he's not so much you know in the industry as like you said he's he's, he's not what so. He knows yeah. the industry really well yeah, like, from that executive point yeah. of view. Yeah, which is which is good, but it's, yeah, it it's, might be good, you know. But it's still you know you kind of like to see the developer almost achieve yeah. that role. So he's an older guy. Uh, I seen so. I seen a picture of him, and it just says, "I haven't had fun in years." Well, on a kawaii <laughs> <laughs> on a kawaii scale of one to five, where would you put him? How many kawaii's would he get? His just in his appearance? Yeah, sure. His demeanor, know, probably a one. How many kawaii's would you give? Would you give the current president? Now, before you answer, picture him in a Mario costume. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like five. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. So if I want, I'll go with five as well. Mario costume and say, yeah. like, doy <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's uh, If he does that, you know, would that be disrespectful or or would it be uh, like a tribute? If you were to say my body is... Can you do... That would be weird, right? If it's this hashtag real talk. <laughs> the next guy who does the direct, if he does it directly to you, is that insensitive or is that like a no? Not at all. They, they, they've not done it. I mean, other, other others have done it. Yeah. Okay. I don't. It, so Iwata doesn't have the monopoly. Along with Mario and Luigi. Oh, that's right. They did. If Mario and Luigi did it. Then that's fine. That's fine, right? But like, it's called the Nintendo Direct, not the Iwata Direct. So yeah, I think, but I think it's directly to you. Could I know, but I think, I think I think it's still the Nintendo Direct, no matter who's leading it. So I don't that's think true. It's well, that's good. Uh, bonus barrel is ruled. <laughs> we we have approved the use of directly to you. Anyone can use Anyone. it as long as long as you work for Nintendo. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can't. We can't do it. We can do it. We can quote it. Yes, we yes. quoted it, but we can't actually yeah. do it. Copyright. Right. Stuff, that's fair. Uh, it's really can you, can you directly to you as a phrase you can copyright phrases that's that's messed up of course I think you that's, can that's, me- that's pretty whack yeah. that's whack <laughs> for sure can, I want to copyright that there you go after the it show. may already be copyrighted and what if someone copyrighted oh, I don't even want to say <laughs> I got more news have you seen any of the Japanese directs uh, no I oh maybe they don't say yes directly. I watched um, directly they said like, something like Shokusetsu something like that it's still cool though. That's it's cool. A, what's, uh, for for the non-Japanese speaking, what does that translate to? The same. Correct. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, so you only have one news, right? Yes. And you only have how much news? Any? No. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to keep going. Okay. So you, so you can be the break of my news. Okay. Okay. Right. Amiibo support coming to 3DS Mega Man Legacy Collection. The semi-difficult to find Mega Man Amiibo. I guess 
will unlock new challenge modes in the upcoming 3DS version of Mega Man Legacy Collection. The challenge modes don't yet exist. Capcom is holding a contest where Mega Man fans can submit their own challenges. The best 10 player created challenges will find their way into the final version of the game, all of which will be unlocked with the Mega Man Amiibo. The player created challenges will complement the existing challenge modes rather than replace them. Uh, Mega Man Amiibo, for all you Amiibo collectors out there, is classified as rare in in IGN's Amiibo Rarity Guide. That means that there's a very slim possibility you might stumble across one unless, of course, they release more. Uh, the chance to unlock extra challenge mode in the 3DS version of Mega Man Legacy Collection should sweeten the pot for Is there no Mega Man Legacy Collection for Wii U? No, I don't think so. Oh, they man. gave the Mega Man, IGN gave Mega Man Legacy Collection a 9 in their review. Well, That's pretty it's Mega good. Man. Yeah, but you can have bad emulations. I actually didn't think, didn't, look, Retro, I don't know how, how did the, the Retro one do? Retro? Um, like the game? Retro, what was it called? Retro Collection? Retro? Just the Mega Man. Might say Retro Rare. Sorry, Rare Collection. Oh, the Rare the one. one. that just yeah, came out. Rare Actually, yeah, yes, that didn't come out with a lot of hype. I don't remember much people talking about that too much. Do you guys? Not really. Hmm. I don't know anyone who's gotten it, though. So so I'm excited for the Mega Man. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, now now, I'm, I'm now ex- I need to get... I don't have the new 3DS worth Amiibo support. You can get those So I'm going to need to get the dongle. That. Yeah, yeah. Which is Because I, I Mega Man Amiibo is... You know, you guys don't open I'm going to have to borrow your Mega Man Amiibo. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're going to have to bring it over yeah, when it yeah. comes so I can unlock so the I, I I open mine, so... So that's now your... Now we... All our all our mockery of you... Oh, left opens his Amiibo. What a terrible person. Well, like, I'm just glad that now like, you're useful I, well, like, yeah, well especially my Mega Man Amiibo because I love Mega Man and I was really excited to get the Amiibo but then use it in Smash now I'm able to use it in Super Mario Maker yeah. which is cool and I'm glad to see another game from Mega Man Amiibo mm-hmm. so the more Mega Man Amiibo yeah. the better do you love all iterations of Mega Man you know, I I was actually tempted. My friend has one of the Battle Network games. Oh, I like those games. And he was and he was like, oh, I'm going to play this. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And I, I didn't see it, but I'd like to try it. But I'm pro Mega Man in all regards. So but, even Me- Captain N Mega Man. Well. Mega High. <laughs> I, he doesn't even look like Mega Man. I'm Mega Man. <laughs> he barely looks like He gets a Mega. He was, That's Mega He's in cool. green. It's like he's always got a, a, a power a up mask. or something. Yeah, really? so, Have I you don't... seen Captain N in your entire life? Okay, you don't know. Kid Icarus, Icarus! <laughs> oh, I'm Simon Belmont! <laughs> like these, these characters are amazing. They're memorable. I mean, but I horrible. They're memorable. <laughs> but horrible. Oh, the, game, the Game Boy was really weird, too. It had, like, a weird voice. I can't remember the Game, the game Boy one as much. I am programmed to play games. Princess Shauna, like, I don't know what her deal was. Her name's Shauna? Who knows? I've never seen it. I've only seen... You never seen clips any? Online, oh, you, you gotta know. fix your life. I think it was before. It's a terrible show. So. It is really bad. And the, the, there was a Legend of Zelda crossover episode. The Excuse Me Princess Link was in it, but I don't think he said well, Excuse Me Princess. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I like your delivery. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dry. I wish you guys could have seen Sadie's face. <laughs> there was literally no emotion on his face whatsoever when he did it. That was a robot. Excuse me, <laughs> Princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's memorable. Sometimes memorable is not good. Mm-hmm. I am really pumped. I have the Mega Man collection for the PS2. Yeah, I have it for GameCube. But for, I'm gonna. I'm glad I could have got it for the PS4. I was tempted, but I'd rather have it on the go. That's really cool. I might actually try to finish some of these old do Mega the Man X games. Collector's Edition too. Uh, I don't think I do. I need to get that yeah, one. Sure I will pick that up at some. Point. I see it around a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty common. Yeah, GameCube one's kind of expensive. But yeah, I'll probably go for the PS2. Yeah. I mean, they're both valid. Yeah, yeah. Both good. They're both acceptable. I mean, Sage, you would only ever buy the GameCube one because... I, I I really wanted the GameCube one because that's what I played it for. So, like, the the collector's edition anyways. So, I kind of wanted It's a little cumbersome getting into the games, though. You have to go to, like, yes, the yeah, hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at... 
this Mega Man game, and I hope that it's not they like that. Fixed it, yeah. I'm very. Is it out yet? No, no. For PS4 and stuff. Okay, not out, for yeah. 3DS. Not 3DS is out. Uh, I want to say it's either next year or next month. There's oh, a, wow. There's a collection game coming out. <laughs> That's <again>. quite <laughs> the despair. <laughs> well, it's uh, either 30 days or 356 no, 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 no. days. Next year is in January. <laughs> <laughs> it's either one or two months from three months okay. to now. I, I forget because there's, there's a few games coming out like very... Oh, no. It, I think it, it is actually j- January. Shovel Knight, I believe, physical is out next month, which I'm also getting... And it's comparable to Mega Man. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys played Shovel Knight? Never. Want you? to. Really do. Really do. Shovel Knight? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you mean you will have to get it. So, yeah. so we can talk about it. see what's running today? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. today or the other day. I remember seeing Is that coming packaged with the 3DS? I think the 3DS is getting everything. Yeah. Except the Battletoad, right? Except the, Well, that's not out yet. But you know? I don't think so. Maybe. I, like I said, I haven't actually played it. That's but. the only thing that Cobb will have over us. Yeah. Cause but I, I don't think Cobb will yeah. play this game. This shovel knight. Yeah, he uses a shovel. If he, he had a gun. He's, he's a knight and he's badass, but he wields a shovel, which yeah. isn't. If he was a space knight with a gun, I think Cobb would play. <laughs> space gun knight. Space, uh, what is it? <laughs> I forgot the name of it already. Shovel knight? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I get so distracted by the I guess, space. I guess gun space knight gun doesn't knight? really sound. Gun knight weird. sounds kind of cool. I don't like the idea. He has like a gun on at the end of the story. It's like Squall. Yeah, but gun he has knight. Squall doesn't wear armor anymore. Squall's Did badass. you guys see the video that I sent you? The Jotun? I yes. wanted to, but I didn't think to look at it. It was good. I forgot. The animation looked like Disney. Jotun. It was really, really cool. People I should look it up. Yeah, I should look it up. I don't know what the game was, though. Like, from what I could see, he was just... Attacking giant phantoms or That's something. Cool. It was weird. That, you need more than that? Well, like, it didn't even show how he was attacking them. Like, he ran up to them and they seemed to die. So I didn't really get what was going on. Yeah. But it looked really impressive. There's, what a, lot of, there's a lot of videos in that game, uh, channel. Jotun the game in your, you know, YouTube. Look it up. It's amazing. It looks amazing. really cool. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. I the gameplay video was kind of boring. Because everything is so far away that you, you walk a lot. Uh, but... The animation is like looks like hand drawn. Like I love a, that kind like of a, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it looks really cool. That's mad I figured, respectable. I figured you would like. That. I I wanted. I was gonna look at it. But I just I forgot. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I have the link up, so I will. I'll have to look at that later. Um, the last, <laughs> the last of us two, potentially accidentally outed in a Naughty Dog stream. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, the Last of Us was a great game last gen. One of my favorite games of last gen. So this is an article from IGN. Naughty Dog appears to have accidentally confirmed the existence of The Last of Us 2 during a live stream focused on the upcoming Nathan Drake collection, which I'm actually excited for too. Uh, first noticed by GamePer, where the hell that is, during the live stream featuring community strategist Eric Moncelli, uh, writer Josh Scher, and lead animator Eric Baldwin. I don't know if he's related to Alec, well, maybe. <laughs> Share seemed to all but confirm a second Last of Us game is indeed on the way. This is a pretty funny quote. All the facial animations in the Uncharted series was led for us by Eric. Here he begins. And on the la- first, on the first The Last of Us, uh, did I say the first The Last of Us? And <laughs> though it's not an official confirmation, if you watch the video and know how flustered Share becomes, repeating himself several times and tripping over his words, it certainly seems like he realized he's slipping up. And uh, it's possible that he's referring to the original game. Rather than the Left Behind expansion, of course, but that seems unlikely. So this isn't the first. This thing is just moved. stupid speculation. It's funny though, because if that's true, could you like that sucks. That first of all, honest mistake. I hope you didn't spoilers, get spoilers. Spoilers. I hope you didn't get in any trouble for it. No spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, I, it's only a good thing if it's coming. I want. I can't wait. Last of Us one. Great. There's one question. Sure, but don't no, no spoilers. Okay. Does that game really needs a sequel? 
No. Uh, it's ripe for prequels. It's ripe. It's ripe. Okay. The, the character's journey in the game is complete. It doesn't need more. Mm. And so there's no guarantee that this Last of Us 2 would, would even feature those characters. The world is so interesting and rich that you could, just like The Walking Dead, you could tell a story anywhere else in the world and have an amazing story because the world's interesting. So because the world's interesting, you have to make, if you make convincing characters, you can tell a story anywhere in that world and get something mm-hmm. really cool out of it. Because so, yes, you could have a second, but you don't need one. Because you would think from from the name of the game, the Last of Us, it's <laughs> a full story, right? Yeah. Well, not as all it means is those are the ones who are left after the thing that happens uh. <laughs> in the game. So you know, no spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to, you someday once you finally buy a PS4, maybe tomorrow or or three or three. It seems uh, like the best games on the PS4 are remakes. <laughs> Definitely so. No. Well, let's see. Uh, Second Son. Is it Second Son? Isn't that an Xbox game? Yeah, I think it is. I'm really just brain farted by Infamous. I think it's Infamous Second Son. Infamous Second Son. Yeah, I, I, I played it. Did you really? Uh, I played like um, 30 minutes. Megan's hardcore. And Bloodborne. I mean, again, these are games Megan played and I've watched her play. Those games look seriously good. And they look. Like Bloodborne is, seems like a great game in general. I, I mean, up, up my alley. I don't. I mean, I like hard games. I really want to play Bloodborne. Um, One thing with the Tokyo Game Show, they released a four-minute gameplay trailer of Dark Souls Three. Yeah, I watched that today. I was drooling over this game. It looks so good. I'm so excited for it. I want to play it somehow. (laughs) There's, I think, there's some other exclusive PS4 games that that are good. I mean, PS3. But think about it. Compared to the PS3 library, I mean, PS3 library is amazing. Well, it's not. It's also it's six also, years or yeah, six, seven years. No, right? I'm not comparing the bo- uh, both <laughs> libraries because. Oh, what you're PS3 saying is not to be strong. I'm saying that the best games of the PS PS3 are the best rated or best Definitely, selling games th- or remakes I from think, games from previous generations. I think Bloodborne is still, other than Grand Theft Auto, which is just a weird phenomenon that that it sells the best on whatever system it's on. I think Bloodborne is probably one of the best received games. Yeah, for, it's, it seemed like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of. I mean, The Evil Within was a great game. What's that game I played recently? Oh, Until Dawn. What that's that was a fun game because the experience was very different, very cool game, and uh, I won't say much about it because it's spoilers. If you ever wind up getting a PS4, it's a game I'd love to lend you. It's not very long, and it's it's just a, I don't know if you'd like it. I really don't. It could go either way with this type of game, but I think it's a cool game. Uh, just I like it in terms of how it's experimental, and I, I hope to see see more of that. But to keep on PS4, actually, uh, so Yakuza Six has been announced for the PS4. At the Tokyo Games press conference, series lead Toshihiro Nagosh, 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 I don't know what I'm saying, Nagosh is what it says, Nagosh, Nagosh, announced the title and said that more details will be revealed during the forthcoming show. Have you played any of the Yakuza games? Nope. I never have either. It's like the Japanese GTA, right? That's what I've heard. That's that's kind of what it sounds like. It's going to be released on the PS4? That's Square that does that too, right? I don't think so. Square? How many GTAs are there? Five. Wow. Well, five main ones with a few spinoffs. Yeah. Okay. So, so people like are waiting for the sixth one. I don't yeah. think they're waiting on it. Yeah, it'll come like, <laughs> it'll come like the end of this next yeah. generation. So like so. 2020 or something. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. I just, but also, you mind, Grand Theft Auto was first like an above-head old PC game. I used to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, the original ones, yeah. yeah. I, I played three. I never, okay, I don't like crime games, so that's already a strike against it. So all I would do back when I played it, and I was in high school, was the immature thing. I would drive around 
Maybe maybe club a prostitute. I don't know. <laughs> wow, Rob. Club a prostitute. <laughs> club a prostitute. Out of, out of context, that sounds really bad. Uh, drive cars through buildings, see how many police I can get after yeah. me, rocket launcher, helicopters. That's pretty, pretty much what That's I would it. do, is I would just, like, I'd get my star rating all the way up, yeah. so I had all the police and military and see after you get away, me, right? and just see how long you can survive. Yeah. That's pretty much, I never cared about the story. Um, people, like, Grand Theft Auto Five is, like, this amazingly rated game, still to I've not played it. And it's a game that I know I'll find for the PS4 in a couple of years for like ten bucks. Maybe I'll buy it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't. I'm just not interested in it. It's not amped. Crawled by. It was, it was very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Dark Souls oh, Three, no, it's Sega that does Yakuza. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sega. Oh, I think the characters might even be in Project Cross Zone. Um, yeah. So Dark Souls Three Japanese release date was officially announced. I know we didn't mention that. Um, March 24th in Japan. So there you go. I think Dark, Dark Souls is a really kind of interesting game because it's made by kind of like the Japanese, but it has a very Western kind of feel to it with like knights and dragons and stuff like sure. that. Um, and just kind of the feel that it has is West or very kind of Western mythological, not so much Eastern. So it's kind of cool how they did that. Are I they thought. changing it? No. Okay. No, I'm just saying that like it's made in the East, but it reflects a lot of the West. Which is which is really cool, and they do a great job of that game. It's I wonder really if cool. it sells better. I wonder if we. It's yeah, a, yeah, I'm very curious. There's a bigger population over in North America, so I assume it sells probably better over here. Correct. Well, could be. I've watched some crazy Dark Souls. Someone in there's like an under sixty minute challenge to beat the whole game in under sixty minutes. I could do it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's crazy challenging, but yeah. Do you think it's more challenging than uh, the minecart? Mine um, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> because you know the minecart level and the. Uh, Donkey Kong, I have it on good good authority that if you're using a controller that might have a broken B button, it's very difficult. Difficult, but not impossible. <laughs> you almost you almost got it. <laughs> if that B button worked, that might have been okay. Could have been a different. Story. Confirmed by Seiji and left that the button was a little wonky. So there we go. TGS 2015 multiplayer Resident Evil game Umbrella Corps announced. Capcom has announced Biohazard Umbrella Corps, a competitive shooter for the PC and the PS4. Sorry, X boners. Set in the Resident Evil universe, the debut trailer featured third and first person shooting, melee weapons, cover shooting, zombie human shields, and players taking on hordes of zombies. Uh, in North America, the title is just called Umbrella Corps. Course. No Resident Evil branding in sight. Coming into PS4 in early 2016 for 30 bucks, it will feature quick, intense matches in compact battle zones themed for historic, themed from historic Resident Evil uh, environments. That's cool. Yeah, that's not a remake. That's I thought that uh, Capcom was done making new games. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. I thought that they said that they're just going to focus on HD remasters and ports, but that's, that's cool. So not true because of my news, oh, oh, which is also in. Capcom Let's related. Hear it. So I figured we both talk about it here. Jump in, um, Monster Hunter. Uh, we all know Monster Hunter stories. We talked about this yeah, a while ago, that's and adorable. that's coming. Apparently. Here it's comes. getting its own TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, and Monster Hunter Stories. And anime? Yeah, I would imagine it's going to be an anime. It just says well, yeah, TV show. Yeah, but every, all, all the time I spend playing Monster Hunter, I'm thinking to myself, this would make a really good anime. I'll tell you right now, I don't want a Western Monster Hunter TV show. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even, that, I don't think no, it would no, be no. very good. But it's going to, because like, with Monster Hunter Stories, if, if you watch the kind of little clip or trailer they have for it, you're cooperating with the monster. You're riding it. Your buddies. Uh, yeah, Rathian, I believe it is. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. And, and then they're going to definitely have probably more of like, the monsters aren't going to be so like 
grr in the, the grr is bad. Grr is bad, right? I'm you sure want, like there's going to be some grr. Yeah, but something's going to be grr in grr, right? What noise would you so, make, CG? As a monster, for a friendly monster. Noise for a friendly monster. Yeah, what, what do you think? I don't know, something like a pigment. How would you do it? What do pigments? I want to hear. Yeah, what do pigments sound like? <laughs> that's pretty friendly. I I said. <laughs> all right, those are all acceptable noises. You yep. know, I got Pikmin three, which I have on good authority from uh, Seiji, is a rare Wii U game. Yeah, you said that on an episode previously. Yes, it I is. got it. Yeah. Me, it's not cheap. I got it from Gino. What did but, Gino say? Uh, What's about it. He didn't really comment. No, I mean he's he like, just said it's seventy bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually traded in double. So. Uh, I have a few Xbox 360 games I also had PS3 games on. Mm-hmm. And since I prefer PS3, I actually traded in a few of my Xbox games. Uh, I don't want to tell Cobb. And then I got it cheaper than what it would have been. So, win for me. And uh, I also bought Pikmin 1 last week. So I just need to get Pikmin 2. For GameCube? GameCube, yeah. Okay. And then I'll have all the Pikmans. The Pikmans. I uh, have Pikmin 1 for Wii. And I heard there was a, you can get the reprint one from the Nintendo site or a, the real one? Um, yeah, Nintendo. I gotta order some games from there. Yeah. Uh, One Piece Burning Blood was announced. This is for people who like anime, which would include me. Uh, One Piece Burning Blood and Gundam Extreme versus Force were announced by Bandai Namco. At, Are these like at TG. more yes. Dynasty Warrior type? I don't know. Developed by Spike Chunsoft, One Piece Burning Blood, uh, will f- which is PS4 and PS Vita, will focus more on battles and features Devil Fruit. That's cool. Gundam Extreme vs. Force for PS Vita will feature machines from the upcoming Gundam anime. Okay, that makes oh, sense. Okay, okay. Seems like, I don't think it's Koei Tecmo, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up uh, is Danganronpa 3 announced for the Vita and the PS4. Um, so yeah, I, there's not much else to say. This is the third main game in the series. I have never played any of them. It looks interesting. Uh, following Danganronpa Trigger Happy, Havoc. Which was launched in February 2014 in North America on Vita, followed by Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. That's, that's happy. In September 2014, the third person spinoff, this one I just mentioned. Uh, no, actually, there was a third person spinoff, person spinoff, sorry. Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take a moment to laugh at that. Um, launched on Vita in North America earlier this month. And so, yeah, there's another one coming out. So for people who've played that game, it looks a little interesting. Uh, that's coming out. I don't know, you know what type of game it is. I watched a couple of videos, but I don't know what it was. I think it was the original novel, maybe. Oh, okay. I never really played one of those, so I can't. Yeah. Actually, let's pause for a second. Seiji, yeah. what do you think of the visual novel genre? Because I don't even like them very much. I've tried one of them so far, so I, I've got to give them more of a chance, but I couldn't get into it. I don't know. I'm thinking about if I've ever played... Any. I don't think so. You know, we have to play one. We got a gift from uh, somewhat fan listener Jordan. Powerful. Yes, yeah. I think for what we're gonna do for Bottom of the Barrel, I think that we all need to play that one. But she loves that game. Well, yeah, she does. So it's Bottom of the Barrel. I guess so. It's I guess I guess someone it's a pigeon likes, dating game. I mean, I guess someone likes every crappy game. Well, it's kind of popular. Well, we'll find out. If it, remember, Bottom of the Barrel maybe, can become maybe Bottom of like the Barrel. Yeah, maybe we'll. Could like you get it. her to comment on that genre? We could ask. We could ask her. I'm sure I can. Be, <laughs> I'm sure we. <laughs> since I know she won't come to the show, yeah. we could ask her. Yeah, a, and we'll like spit a her to write it down. And, yeah. and quote her. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. I'm oh. sure. And and so we'll do that best be- Jordan impersonation and read it. I'm great. I'm Jordan. <laughs> uh, we can do that before we play it next time. 
Well, he doesn't talk like that. No, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, another more TGS stuff. Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Uh, Final chapter prologue Jeez. announced. Squeenix has announced Kingdom Hearts 2.8, which I just read. I don't need so, to it. For the PS4. Okay, back up. Yep. So, the Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 2.5. Does that exist? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, pretty sure Kingdom Hearts 2.5 is a remix. Yeah, okay. uh, well, a report and a so remix. What, what's 2.8? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Are you ready for it? No, but... Kingdom Hearts 2.8 is three titles in one. It uh, will contain HD remaster of Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance, which is a 3DS game, along with scenes from Unchained X called Back Cover, set to tell the tale of the foretellers and reveal new parts of the series' history. The final part of the collection is Birth by Sleep 0.2, a fragmentary passage, which is a completely new part of the story taking place after the events of the original Birth by Sleep, told from the perspective of character Aqua. Uh, the official trailer for the game will arrive on September 17th. Uh, yeah. I, I, that Did was, that, that, make that sense was gibberish. Okay, well, um, I can explain a little bit. <laughs> I've, I've only played and finished the first one. So, so I, I played don't know. the main series. I played a lot of them. I, I beat, know there's like PSP ones or yeah, something like that. So I beat right? one and two. And I've played Unchained Memories. That was, I believe, the first one, first spinoff of the Game Boy Advance. Then there was a remake of it. There is Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, which is a PSP version, which I have played as well. Also, pretty good game, actually. Very true to the series. There is a few mobile games that I didn't play, and I don't think most of them came over here. There's a Dream Drop Distance, which is for the uh, 3DS. There was another one, I think it was called 385 Over 2 Days. <laughs> for the for the DS, which I never played, uh, some of these games were ported to the PS2 as well. Now, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 includes Kingdom Hearts 1 and two of those spinoffs, remastered. Kingdom Hearts 2.5 contains two and two other spinoffs, also remastered. Oh my god. So, those two are just anthology collections. Yes, I have them yes, both, and okay. I'm hoping to replay them before 3 comes out. Because I loved 1 and 2, but I never got into the spinoffs. Yeah. Like, it's very convoluted. 1 and 2 is a great game. Oh, they're really good. So. And they're historically significant when it comes to video games. That's a big, big merger. Square at the height of its, like its can-do-no-wrong time. Disney. And Disney's always good. So. Whoever, whoever thought that would have happened. Is... No one. I know. I... The, the story of it is, is interesting, too. So, so yes. So this, so this is like another sort of anthology? Yeah, but with an extra game in it, it seems. And it's kind of, I'm kind of surprised that they're porting, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I didn't think they would be supporting the, uh, the 3DS one, but here we go, right? So I guess anybody who has the, all three of them will be able to get prepared for, get their body ready for, for the next Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting on playing them. I really want to play them soon because I love those games and, I just kind of got lost over the years with all the weird spinoffs and stuff. But. Yeah, that, some some games like Resident Evil is really bad for yeah. that too, right? Where it just gets so over convoluted with spinoffs, puns, spinoffs about spinoffs and stuff like it's that. It's one of the nice things about um, Final Fantasy. You know, they're con- mostly contained. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're take a, a break and then we'll come back with more news. Star Ocean 5, Integrity and Faithlessness, which release date announced in Japan. So, Square Enix announced that that game, I'm not going to read it again, 
It will be released on the PS4 in Japan on February 25th, 2016. Man, so it looks like it might be a PS4 exclusive, actually. I watched some gameplay on it today. PS4 is getting a lot of stuff. Up, man. Yeah. It's like, especially because you just said earlier that Resident, that Resident Evil game was PS4. PS4. and PC, yep. So in uh, Street Fighter V, it's also yep. PS4. So I'm wondering yeah, if, that- I wonder if Capcom is like, hey, let's dedicate all of our new games for PS4. PS4... I think the the year where it starts to build it on its momentum that it already has is 2016. Like the Wii U has the strongest library right now, as far as I'm concerned. But and I don't and I think it'll always be a different library. So I'm not going to say one is necessarily better than the other. But I think we're going to quickly see the PS4 have more options than than that will have, mm-hmm. and so it will become at least as good. I mean, I I, I just want to say like Nintendo games are Nintendo games, and you can't really replicate them. So they're always going to... Wii U library will always be strong for that reason. But the PS4 is getting everything else. Everything that that, that you can't get from Nintendo directly, which, you know, like Mario and stuff. All the other genres and, and strong games are coming are already out on it, but now it's building and we're getting more and more. And it seems like more developers are going PC and PS4 exclusive route instead of... Well, we already know the Wii U has been ditched by everybody but Nintendo and a few other developers but even it's surprising to see xbox not getting now they're getting their own yeah, too but yeah but, but not as many not, significant especially like some of the big names yeah it's kind of weird like star ocean like maybe it won't be maybe it's a time exclusive maybe it, maybe it will come out for the other ones eventually yeah but even even if that's the case though there's still some strength in having it first you know that can be a selling point for some people who are on the fence like i'm sure i, I actually i'm sure like somewhat frequent listener marshall would have bought Expo now just to play Resident or play Tomb Raider a month or two early because of how much he loves that series. So, so getting that head start can be a pretty powerful thing. But yeah, that game was great. I love Star Ocean. I have a lot of nostalgia for Star Ocean too. I played it, but it's been so long. Which one? I don't remember. Star Ocean Three was a really weird head trip. One of the weirdest and maybe ill-received plot twists I've seen in a game. Is that the one you said that they all turned out to be like not real? They're like they're real, but it's just a philosophical question. Because yeah. like, are they really real? So actually, I think I'd appreciate it more now that I I think I've thought about those things a little more. But when I <laughs> when I came out, I was like nineteen, I think, and I played it. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> they're not real. They're not real. If they're this, this is pointless. This is stupid. But now I'm thinking, you know, if they exist and they can think and they have free will and they're and they're able to think for themselves, then yeah, they're people. It doesn't matter. Where so now I think I would enjoy it a lot more than I did then. And, and I never really got into the fourth one. It hasn't have great reviews, but I think I I would go back and, and play it. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new uh, Dragon Quest Builder game, uh, which I think is called Dragon Quest Builders? It's adorable. I think we watched it a little. While. There's a new one that came. Oh, okay. Out. Okay. So, again, this one is now coming out in Japan on January 8th, 28th. So, a lot of the dates are being announced in, in TGS. Um, the, so, there's a new trailer on it. What a pretty-looking game. It's like a beautiful-looking Minecraft with cooler characters. Because I, I, I know people love Minecraft, and I, I don't want to, you know, poo-poo on anybody's parade. But I just think that, like, I know the Creeper and stuff's all pop up. I think it looks stupid. It looks like a square penis. You know, in a way, like, I, I definitely know what you mean, how it's just, like, everything's so boxy, because that's kind of that's how the style, it's, right? it's the game. Now, you, there, you can get mods that make things look a lot nicer, Yeah, though, of course, so. but they're still in the But end. you're right, they're they're just, just if you just blocks. look at the game the way it is, so. Yeah, but uh, so other than, than that, it looks cool. I recommend checking the trailer. It's a CD trailer. It looks really, it's River animation perspective. This looks really nice. I mean, there's gameplay in it, too, but. Uh, but a non-gameplay trailer that still got me a little hyped, actually, for someone like Left, you might appreciate this. Saga Scarlet Grace announced. That's S small A B 
big G, small a, as in the Saga Frontier Saga series Frontier, from Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. So they announced a new one. Uh, unfortunately, the trailer is just, just images yeah. of characters. It's really in music. So that in itself is not exciting. But the fact that they're bringing back a kind of dead franchise yeah, yeah. is really cool. Uh, I like the Saga games. I played, well, I, I play Saga Frontier. There's other Saga games, if I'm not mistaken. And I think actually, so it's a little, it's a little weird because of naming, but so in the Game Boy, there's Final Fantasy Adventures and Final Fantasy Legends, which I believe are two separate series. One is a precursor to Secret of Mana, the Legend of Mana series. Yeah, yeah. And one is, I believe, a precursor to the Saga series. Neither one of them are really Final Fantasy. So kind of seeing this come back is really cool and, and a bit exciting. Yeah, I look forward to seeing a gameplay trailer for sure. I'm kind of past the days I had when I was a kid where just an F&B trailer was enough. It was enough. Like, that was all I cared about. Like, Final Fantasy, I, know I what saw you a trailer. Mean, but now I'm not, I'm not satisfied on saying No, I want gameplay. gameplay. But when I was a kid, it was like, I just, all I cared, all I cared about was the story. And all I cared about was the F&B cutscenes, the things that Seiji hates most in the world. And nothing else. I didn't, I didn't really want to see gameplay. I'd be like, whatever, I'll play when it comes out. I just want to see that sweet cutscene. <laughs> I want to see Squall cut safer in the face. With a gun sword. Good games. A horrible person. <laughs> a little bit. So this is a more upbeat news. Uh, not, that, not that that was a downer. <laughs> a Super Mario Maker stage is coming to Smash. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? No. Man, you guys don't keep up on the news at all. You're terrible bonus barrel members. <laughs> There's a trailer for it. And it's, a, it's cool. a Smash Bros. stage that is, of course, based on Mario Maker. Yeah, and yeah. it gener- it builds a stage at the beginning. So a hand comes up and quickly builds a stage. And it changes it change each time. time. And just random things so, will happen. Is it going to be free? Is it paid? Do you know? I don't know. It just is coming. I'm assuming it's paid. Stage appears to be randomly generated. Blah blah blah. I said that. Uh, if blocked or destroyed by the player, the Mario Maker hand can appear to redraw them back into place. The Super Mario Maker DLC stage is coming for September 30th, so it's coming out very soon. And uh, does not say. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be paid. There's no, I would assume. There's no and I'm okay much. with that. Yeah. I mean, the Smash series kind of already has it set up for paid DLC. Splatoon would be a little weird now with it. Everything already being free and then suddenly being... They charging you. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a little strange kind of out of nowhere, but since the other one is... Unless it was like a big, big like expansion type update or something like that. Yeah, sure. Of course I can accept that. More news. So much news from TGS. This is why this is the full episode and not... <laughs> <laughs> we might even wind up running like longer than I thought. Um, TGS 2015 PS4 exclusive. Another one. Neo? Nio? Neo? It's N-I-O-H. Koei Tecmo has showcased a segment of gameplay for its upcoming slash em up Neo during Sony's Tokyo Games press conference, which will release exclusively in PS4 in 2016. Um, they described the game as impossible to clear in the first try. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Neo, which, <laughs> Neo, which began life at Koei over a decade ago as Akira Kurosawa's Oni was showcased back in 2005 when it was intended to become the first of a trio of PS3 launch window games and it just never came out. Weird, isn't that? Isn't, I didn't. Okay, I clearly didn't read all this because I didn't remember that. That's so. Cool. I'm assuming it's going to be pretty. It will be pretty. Ugly. Well, like they're going to res it up for PS4, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would assume. Yeah, what that's that's this must have some interesting history. It might be worth looking back on. See if we can find some of that, some of that stuff. Oh, I don't. I didn't write this down. I figured you would have brought it, but you've, you've disappointed me for the for the fiftieth time in my life. There's a new Street Fighter character was announced. Oh, is there? You Ooh. don't even know who it is. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't bring. I thought uh, I was going to write it down. I was like, oh, left. Left's got this. Well, you look it up. Well, I brought it. I brought Street Fighter character last time too. So. That's why I figured you'd bring it again. <laughs> I thought that would be your new thing. Uh, while you're looking for that up, I will tell you something else I find interesting, and you might find interesting, Sadie, because you know game history really well. 
Um, King of Fighters 14 announced for the PS4. Again, the PS4. Now, I think a lot of this is PS4 because Sony went first to press conference, so I'm sure some of these are also coming out, but until I know otherwise, I can only confirm PS4. The first glimpse of King of Fighters 14 has been unveiled during Sony's TGS. The footage, which featured fully 3D fighters, offered few details but confirmed the game would be released on PS4 in 2016. Uh, King of Fighters 13, the last game of SNK Playmore's long-running fighting series, was back in Japanese arcade in 2010. That's kind of neat. It's one of those games that I see pop up when I'm retro collecting all the time. King of Fighters anthologies. It's on a lot of systems, but um, I never, I haven't heard much of it in recent years. So it's kind of neat to see it's coming back. It's neat. So you said the King of Fighters is it's a very, it's like, it's very complicated compared to other fighting games. I never liked it. It's kind of like a cult game. Yeah, it has a huge following in the fighting community. Right. But I don't think it sells really well. I don't think so. I, I tried think. it once. I didn't. I didn't care for it. I, I played a lot of King of Fighters. So I like it. My favorite is ninety eight. I haven't played any of them. Oh no, that's not true. I, I never got into them because I'm not very good at fighters and I don't really have the passion to be good at fighters. Um, but that's I, I just like seeing these older franchises who had a nice gap come back. It's it's nice to see like I want a Pokemon every other year, which is nice and a new Mario and stuff. But it's nice to see a break between ones that are beloved and then they come back hopefully stronger and reinvigorated um you get that street fighter now yeah yeah the character excited? Yeah, well you seem I, excited I, well like I'm, I'm not too familiar with her though um, is she new yeah no no oh, uh no. karen kenzuki karen. uh she's only in one street fighter game street fighter alpha 3 it was the only one she's ever been in uh karen. yeah yeah karen. he said it better wow okay. yeah he's, he's, he's the blonde girl yeah 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 yes. i saw the trailer so she she's coming back into it so it's really cool you're gonna play with her I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to play. Boo. Pokemon Z. Now, don't get too excited because that's not officially announced. But I think, first of all, we know it's coming, obviously, because of history. And because of the... And it was built up to come. But also because of the recent... I don't think it was a leak so much as an... Just images from the latest of Japan's Korokoro magazine have leaked online, revealing the existence of new versions of a familiar Pokemon. The new monsters will all feature in the upcoming Pokemon X, Y, and Z anime... With the first revealed to be a new color variation of Ash's Greninja, Ash Greninja, one to describe as the form that Greninja takes when the bond between it and Ash is raised to limit. Far more interesting, though... he just changes color? Yeah, he looks more like Ash. That's kind of neat. Far more interesting, however, is the new detail on the third legendary from Pokemon X and Y, Zygarde. He has five different forms, including a blob, a cell, a dog, the snake-like creature we're already familiar with, and the new Mega Evolution. These versions are called Core, Cell, 10%, 50% and perfect forms, which makes me think of Cell. Cell, yeah. Yeah, seeing as we're still awaiting the announcement of the new main Pokemon title for 2016, it seems pretty obvious that we're heading away. And I can tell you this, it's been a couple years since I played Pokemon X and Y. I didn't get into Omega Ruby of Sapphire, unfortunately. I'm starting to feel the itch, and I would, I think I'd love to go back. I would prefer to go back to X and Y than to even really play Ruby Sapphire, because I just didn't never get into that. That's the only Pokemon... Entry, entry that I never latched onto. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Well, not only one, but I, I, I tried to play it, but I really couldn't get into it so much. But there's a lot to it. There's a lot of legendaries for you to catch. So there's a lot of gameplay. Did, there's a lot of post elite, which is stuff what to do. X and Y was missing. Yes, absolutely. But I liked the world of X and Y way more. Totally. I want to ref- I want my trainer to have more options. I liked making my customizable games like Pokemon and games where your character doesn't really have a character. 
I want as much customizing as, as possible. I want to make my own character. If the character is not going to have a character, then I want to make that character. Now, don't get me wrong. I prefer a character to play through. I prefer to play through Cloud and experience Cloud stories than to be Link, as much as I love Link and I love those games. But those Zelda games are all about the gameplay for me, not so much the story. Because I don't have any attachment to Link because Link is nothing. He is a pretty face to, to be crude. But so when it comes, to, if I want to experience a story in a game, I prefer the main character not to be an onlooker, but to be part of the story. So with a game like Pokemon, I want my own trainer. I want to make him. If I'm going to name him because he has no character, I want to make him look the way I want. So that's what I hated when they went back. That's the thing with Pokemon. They have this rule. And it's not hidden. They say they like to put new features that's specific to that region, and they never carry it forward because they want it to be to that region. So they they miss out on cool stuff. That's awesome. Which, like, and I see why they're doing it, but I, I also hate it. I see the big downside to it. Too. Sure, it, philosophically, it's cool because it makes that region feel unique. Yeah. But for a player and a gameplay perspective, that's bullshit because they're they are holding back features that players want and like, and not moving it out of a potentially misguided reason to do so. It makes Kalos feel unique. Well, that's great and all, but now I want to to customize my trainer every game forward, and if I can't do that, I'm always going to miss out. Yeah. And that's a huge thing that people wanted. People want to do that. It's one of those big things, and to not be able to do that. It's You know, I can understand not throwing Johto back in every one of them. <laughs> that was a really cool thing, but, you know, it's just something like that that's such a requested feature to not... It's kind of like could you imagine if they'd only put an online... It's like in the Pokemon Diamond region, <laughs> internet connection is a special feature and cannot be carried further. They didn't do that, thankfully. And so things like character customizing, I just think should be another thing. that This should become a staple. It should, yeah. They should be building on the best things they introduce and getting rid of things that, that isn't. And leave the aesthetics and flavor and Pokemon to the regions and not cool gameplay features. Seiji, do you have anything? To, you were very quiet during all that. My ranting. I apologize. No, again, I mean, it's I don't I don't get your your point of view. Of, you don't understand any. Of, I figured um, you gameplay man would would no, understand what you were saying about the character. Oh, that yeah, I, I knew you would. Agree <laughs> with that. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. You know, a, a story in video games. If you're reading a book, yes, you you want characters because a story is being told to you. But in a video game, in a video game, it's like if you are going to have an adventure. You are going to. It's, it's not like you go outside and somebody tells you the adventure, and then you come back home and, and tell you, "Oh, I went into an adventure." But what, what really happened is that you went, you went out of your building, and then somebody told you the adventure. That is not the adventure. That it's You're, the same. You you somebody told you the adventure. You need to experience the adventure. But you, you are experiencing it. it through that character. You are on it, that no, character. The story is being told to you. <laughs> the story is being it's different it's being told as being experienced how would you play a role playing game with that story it's so integral to a role playing game it would be feel weird to me not to have a heavy story that's the big feature to an RPG because RPGs in, in, in the way you are explaining them to me are mixed media they are I guess right? they're so, still video games because you're still controlling the character yeah but the, the actual telling of the story is being it's, it's being told not experienced. You know, I in guess... Zelda, when you when you what you're saying about Link being nothing or whatever, it doesn't matter because you are going through the game and you can tell someone the story because you lived it. You you beat the bosses. You I don't went to this castle and that and that. I agree. I don't feel like I'm Link. I don't feel like Link's anything when playing those games. Yeah, because it's, I'm okay with that with those because games. It's just a it's an empty vessel. Yeah, and and I'm okay with that in certain games, but when it comes to a game that tries to have a story, I don't like being an onlooker because I can't interact with that story. When I'm a blank slate, 
all that is is that character is just standing there and watching everyone around it. If I'm going to play through a character, I want to feel like, even if I'm imprinting myself in that character, I want that character to interact. Fire Emblem Awakening did it brilliantly. You make your character, you customize your character, you give him his name, but otherwise he is just as integral to the story as any other character. He has his own story arc. He has a voice. He's not mute. I Nothing I hate more in most games and games of story is a mute character. They annoy me, except for Zelda's the only pass I give. In Pokemon 2, because because they don't, they're nothing. But in games that have story, like Fire Emblem, like I think that's the way to do it. You, they still ha- he's still a, a custom character, but he's he matters. Like matter. I don't know if you play Fire Emblem Awakening. No. Nope. Uh, he's it's it's the best version I think of a custom character I've ever yeah, seen. I, I, I played it, and I agree. It, it seems yeah. like you're centering story to mm-hmm. dialogue, and, and well, it's part of it. And interaction with other characters, feeling like you're part of the world. There will be one time in, in the video video game history, and we're we're not there yet. Where you will be able to have a mic, mm-hmm. right, and talk to the game character. I think you're right. And they responding to you. Yeah. That is interaction. That would but be taking, amazing. But you are taking the decision, right? What you're saying about the character being a character is like you lose control of it and he starts saying stuff. Yeah, he does. But I, yeah, I, I and will... that is not a game. That's not I mean, a game. we're arguing not, semantics. It's, it's just not it's a You game. don't think it's a game. No, it's just, it's, 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 it's not a game. See, it's, it's a game. It's a game. It is a game, but <laughs> I see what Sage is saying that that element of the game yeah. is not very gamey. Sure, I agree. I agree that I can see, I see your point of view in the sense that you don't see it because it stops the game and you aren't playing it at that point. I get what you're saying, but to say it's not a game, I don't, that'd be like me saying that. That part of the game is not a game. It'd be like me saying people who, <laughs> Who bleed on their canvas and and make an image out of it is not a painting or not art. I hate it. I don't feel like that's art, but it's still considered art. I, I don't know. He says through grit too. Like if you're watching Star Wars, right? Yeah. And and you're you're watching the initial part of the story in the iconic credit. That is part of the movie. Yes. Is that part of the movie? No. Well, yeah, it, it is though. You can't just. It's not. You can't pick and choose parts of a package to to say okay, we're, we're reading a book now. We're watching a movie. Uh, it's singing, so now we're listening to a music video. Imagine Star Wars is just that scene. That's all. I mean, imagine Star Wars is just text. If that was just text, that is a not, book. That is, that is sure. not. If the whole thing was that, then I agree with you. That is just me reading. That's a teleprompter at that point. In which yeah. case. But so video games have use, have use of, of, of uh, cutscenes and dialogue scenes and all of that. To convey the story because game designers are just being lazy. Because they don't know how to convey that story. Because those kinds of games are written by writers. Mm. Right? Not game designers. It's so strange because I like that. But you don't. And that, and I and I actually respect I love, that I love decision. stories in video games. But I don't see that. I don't think like when I'm playing, say, FF7, I don't think I'm not playing a game. Now I'm playing a game. Now I'm not playing a game. You know, just, it's just a game. I agree with you. Like You don't feel that way, but... I do agree with Seiji, though, in a way, because it's just like, too. whenever you're playing, it's like, it's almost like the book ends with the dialogue and things like Sometimes that. Sometimes some games are literally sandwiched with a bunch yeah. of cutscenes, a level well, cutscenes. Fire Emblem. Ninja Gaiden. Fire, yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah. But Fire Emblem is pretty much like that, yeah. too. You, you play saying, level, dialogue. I am not saying you shouldn't, or you can't, or it's worse. I mean, you can enjoy it. You can enjoy it. It, it, it can be a masterpiece. It's just not a video game. It's either. just that part of the game is you're using different techniques that one you have in, in your toolbox as a game designer. Right. It, it is, it's kind of a tool, but it's, it's, it's outside of interaction. So my question to you is, is Star Wars a movie? <laughs> 
Of course it's not. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the part where they're telling you the yeah. story is not a cinematic right. way of doing but it. But it's still... It's using a tool that is that is outside yeah. of the language of cinema. But you wouldn't argue that the package is still a movie, right? Yes, but uh, what I'm saying is that that part is not a movie. I agree. It would be the same thing with a video game. Be saying it's. Yeah. Did you say that like it's still a video game? There's just a Parts section. That aren't okay, a, video game. a movie is a it's a it's a complete work. I'm, what I'm saying is maybe it that part is not audiovisual. Sure. No. I. I. Your point is I agree with, but but sometimes to say it's not a game, I think the package is still a game. There are parts that aren't traditional games, or maybe even for lack of a better term, parts that are movies. Sure. Yeah. I agree. A cutscene is a movie. But you're still not going to argue that you're playing that. That in the end, it's still a game. The whole thing is a game. The complete work is it's a game. But those parts where there's no interaction is not interactive. Sure, I agree. I do agree because there are games where I like the cutscenes. I wait for the cutscenes. As we talked about this, as a a treat for me because I like to watch them because maybe because I appreciate animation and stuff. I like and I like the story. I like to see the story move through. So in games like Asterisk Wrath, where it's literally footage, gameplay, movie. You're sorry, movie. And FMVs, then a shit ton of gameplay, then movies, and it's just like that back and forth, back and forth. But I, I love, I love that, you know. Um, I'm gonna go through the rest of the news real quick because the episode, wait, it's a news episode. We're at like 50. This is perfect. So, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth first English trailer, Sports Digital Beats. Cool. Weird, weird game. I recommend people look at the trailer. I can't really explain it because it's super weird. Um, some Tales of Zestaria gameplay just came out. But the game's out, like, next month. Oh, weird. So maybe just English stuff. Yeah. I don't really know. But it was at TGS. Tales, Tales games are great. I love Tales games. And I am uh, fairly pumped for that. There's also another Digimon game that was announced. Digimon World New or Next Order. Not New Order. Uh, it, it's a PS Vita game. And it looks... Oh, sorry. PS Vita. And it looks really cool. It looks like a... Almost like an MMO-ish thing. I recommend people check out the trailer because it... The... Uh, Amount of atmosphere and depth in the game is, is is quite impressive. It's very big, and then oh, another big one actually. So Final Fantasy Square Enix cancels the uh, Vita version of Final Fantasy Aguido, which was a cell phone game. That sucks, but I wasn't really hyped that. But they may have canceled that, but then they announced another one. Game Boy's Final Fantasy Avenger gets a PS Vita oh, remake oh, and a phone remake. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a trailer for that that you can watch. So F of Adventure, a Game Boy title that came out in 1991. Which was named Tech of Final Fantasy, but it's actually the predecessor to Secret of Mana, which had a remake for the Game Boy Advance Sword of Mana, which is awesome. Played it this year, uh, or last year. So it's a remake for the PlayStation Vita and smartphone, which has the original sprites replaced with 3D graphics. So you, there's a trailer, a play trailer, but the whole game is now 3D. It's strange, but I would have rather made Secret of Mana again. Yeah, that, that would been be cool. the best. Uh, or Legend. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, the PS4 got a price drop in Asia. First Japan, oh. Asia, for like 50 bucks, I think. So there's rumors that it might come over here. That'd be nice. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse gets a physical release in Japan only. So that sucks, because I, I actually, I ha- I love the Shantae games. Would love to have a physical version, but that won't happen, because no one likes physical games over here, myself included. <laughs> physical, that was just for me to save you, of course. But poor Rob. Oh, oh, this is the last one. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Seiji, or maybe you just didn't see it yet. Uh, sales number for the last week in Japan are available now, and Super Mario Maker swept to the top of the charts with around 138,000 sold last week. This number also doubled the Wii U hardware sales, bringing the number for that week up to 20,000 and give it the second spot on the hardware list. Uh, didn't beat Nintendo 3DS, but 
it uh, doubled the usual sales that was getting for the for, for the, the, Wii the Wii U. Yeah, in that one week. That's awesome. Um, so the software sales is number one Super Mario Maker with the aforementioned one hundred thirty eight thousand. Monster Hunter Diary, Poka Poka, Aru Village DX, uh, with 59,000. So I'm rounding up, um, or down. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, 42,000. Dragon Quest 8, the re-release for the 3DS, was at 42,000. Yokai Watch, Busters, Red Cat Team, White Dog Squad. By the way, that comes out in a few months over here, our version. Pretty pumped for it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 for the PS3, 22,000. Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer. You're excited for that, right, Savior? Yep. Uh, 20,000. Splatoon, still selling 17,000. Minecraft for the PS Vita, PS Vita, 7,000. Rhythm Heaven, the best. I don't remember that one. That was cool. 7,000. And then Mario Kart 8 in the 11th spot for 4,000. Uh, still selling pretty good. Yeah. Those are the Japanese sales, sales charts, man. Not too bad. Mar- Mar- man, you're getting some nice, good games that are coming out every couple of months. I'm curious how much Woolly World's going to move. How many more? Oh, yeah, that's, that's well, I guess corners, it would have already right? came out, so yeah. I don't know how much it moved over there, but I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what it will move over here. When's that coming out? Uh, October. Next Man, month. Yeah. Man. Lots of games, dude. This next month, October, I think I counted like six yeah, games sure. I wanted. Yeah. Six games in one month. Disgusting. And then two and then one, so it gets better. But October is going to be a, a mad month for games. Mm-hmm. And Amiibo. Uh, oh, what's coming? All the Yoshis. Mega Yarn. Are you going to get all of them? You're trying every color? I'm going to go for one color. The look on his face. Man, you're going to be having for all... That's going to be a tough call to get every color. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to be the most rare color? Yellow. Yellow, sure. Why not? Probably. Yeah. Could I get your hands to that yellow? Green you heard it here the first. Comments comments one, yeah, of one. course. Pink, I, I, I guess, will have some demand. Blue. blue. I want blue Yoshi. There you go. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that's pretty it. Big episode, surprisingly, with just news just and talking about and me and Seiji for right, like the 18th name. episode. Are you going cutscenes and games? Yeah. We're going to be like 90-year-old men, and we're going to be like, I, I want cutscenes. And you're like, you're actually living the game now, so you've won at that point. <laughs> 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 all right, well, uh, bonusbarrel.com, of course, is the place to find all of our stuff. Our YouTube channel, which is linked in our description. New videos coming out very soon. Potentially the first game talk. I think we're getting close. As well as uh, more bottle of the barrel and let in the other series. Pack and the cherry. Pack and the cherry. <laughs> and uh, cartridgeclub.org where our stuff is also found. So you can go there. And yeah, that's it. So thanks for listening. This is Rob. And Left. And Have a good one.